Trending Stories of the Day. Hashtag SAFM Sunrise. Well, in KwaZulu-Natal, the province suffering deeply from heavy rains and flooding over the last few weeks and over the last month. Over the weekend, at least six people were killed. Two more are still missing after heavy rains over Etiquini or Durban. The mayor there, Nkalisi Kawunda, saying they don't have the resources to help all the people who need help. Then over the whole Christmas period, as a whole, around 40 people killed in KZN. Heavy rains led to flooding at least twice in the Ladysmith area. Other areas have suffered as well. All of this on top of the damage that hasn't really been uh, necessarily repaired from the intense flooding in 2022 that killed so many people. We start your coverage of this issue and the long-running problems this morning with Irfan Ahmed, the head of disaster response at the Al-Imdad Foundation. Irfan, good morning. Thanks for your time. Hi, good morning to you and to your listeners. Firstly, what operations are you running there at the moment? Are you still helping to look for people who've been lost? Um, Yes. So with the Alindar Foundation, just recently on Sunday morning, we had a whole lot of um, viewers and um, onlookers um, screaming and shouting where there was one body that was floating on the cliff river. Um, It was about 5 p.m. that uh, afternoon, and they were shouting out there, you know, there's a body out there. So the Alindar Foundation, together with SAP's uh, rescue, uh, went out there into the river, and yes, it was confirmed there was one male that we found uh, in that river. So during this time, from the the incident that occurred on the eve of Christmas up till now, we are out there assisting uh, with uh, rescuing bodies um, from the Cap River. Um, and, I mean, are there many people who need shelter? Is that a problem now after the flooding? And, I mean, it's, in a way, repeated flooding and repeated heavy rain. Yes. Uh, uh, now in, in the Ladysmith area, um, waters have subsided. Uh, people have gone back to their normal livelihood. But, however, the government and the municipality out there are still looking for ways and solutions to come up to mitigate um, these floodings. But many areas around the district, uh, so for example, the MECP in Bergville uh, this morning, um, where there was an area that had been affected and would be providing uh, relief uh, interventions. So yes, there are people that are still seeking attention, and only in Ladysmith, but KZN itself. Uh, recently, the Durban flooding as well, many areas such as Tom that have been affected. So the teams out there and many angels that are coming out on board um, providing relief aid. Irfan Ahmed, thank you. The Head of Disaster Response at the Al-Imdad Foundation. Sia Klachwayo is the Provincial Manager for the South African Red Cross Society in KwaZulu-Natal. Sia, good morning to you. What kind of operations have you had to run over the last few weeks? Uh, good morning uh, to you and the listeners at home. Uh, and also my colleague uh, from Alin Dad. Um, it's been quite uh, testing, uh, frustrating uh, when you look at the incidents that we've been having throughout the province. Uh, as it is, we are sitting at about 6,155 people that have been affected by uh, the incident, about 1,293 households that have been damaged by this evidence uh, that we have been experiencing. What is more worrying is that uh, we continue to be losing lives. Uh, almost each and every heavy rain that comes in seems to be losing lives, which is uh, making it even worse. Um, 
uh, as uh, the communities are also quite in a panic now. Um, and also the South African Weather Services has issued a more uh, <clears throat> alert uh, as we are going to still be experiencing more rains up until the 17th of January. So it's, it's quite worrying uh, in the communities, but yes, we've been on the ground. Um, most of us couldn't even be with our families during the festive season. We were delivering uh, humanitarian aid to those that are affected, to those that are displaced, preparing meals for them, uh, distributing uh, temporary relief, just to ensure that whilst we are still waiting for permanent solutions and, and interventions, but at least they are attended to. Um, the situation in Devis, in Ladysmith, are there still people there who need help? I mean, some people might have got flooded twice. Yes, um, indeed, because uh, even though people are no longer um, in the shelters, uh, have moved to back to their to, to, to their houses and homes, but most properties were, were were affected and damaged. Houses were damaged totally. Some were totally damaged. Some were partially damaged. There are some that are still with the neighbors uh, and uh, and relatives. So there is a, a quite a great need for interventions, and I think. Um, one must really appeal to the public, even um, uh, <clears throat> retailers that are actually in, in, in uh, building material, if they can extend a hand in terms of the nature with building material as people need uh, to, to rebuild their houses uh, so that their lives are back to normal. See, I remember talking to you after the unbelievable flooding in 2022. Are there more people who are vulnerable in KwaZulu-Natal, particularly around Durban, people living in shacks on hills, often near rivers because it's the only flat land in that area? Is that making people more vulnerable to heavy rain, to flooding? Yes, uh, it does indeed. Uh, And also when you look at what is even more worrying, I always say that usually in Ladysmith, you'd, you'd always expect that in January we are always going to be responding to incidents on that side. That is due to the rain that we have, we have been receiving throughout the whole of December. So now when you're looking in cases uh, like in the, around Devon, there's more informal settlements and we have been receiving a lot of rain. So what you can expect, you can expect issues of mudslide. Uh, rivers are also... Um, uh, quite full now, and they could be outbursting and washing away a lot of food. So these incidents that we are actually um, expecting, and we are worried about, because you see now that just receive a small rate, then you have a lot of floods. That is also because of the, the, the dams uh, and the rivers. So the, the risk is quite high now, and it's, it's quite worrying. C.F. Lachwell, thanks very much indeed. The Provincial Manager for the Red Cross Society in KwaZulu-Natal. You were there, CFM, just gone a quarter past seven. Professor, Mo- Professor Mohammed Mustafa is the Head of Civil Engineering at the University of KwaZulu-Natal. Professor Mustafa, good morning to you and thank you for your time. Is it harder to build safer structures in KwaZulu-Natal, particularly around Durban, because it's so hilly? Does that make it harder for people to build structures for themselves? Good morning, your listeners. Uh, it's not about being harder, it's about uh, planning and designing to uh, build infrastructures which are resilient to resist uh, floods and other events like that. Uh, we didn't expect that much uh, amount of rain in the past, so what we have built 20, 30 years ago uh, was not to reverse this amount of uh, rainfall and uh, floods. So, 
there is a need now to take measures to mitigate. So it's not about building the infrastructure, it's about fixing what we have, and also it's about uh, improving the current situation to be able to resist the climate change effects, something which we live with these days, and we didn't expect it to happen 30, 40 years ago. Professor Mustafa, it's not a very strong cell phone line. I'm going to ask you just to move around a little bit if you can. Uh, You say that the structures weren't designed for the amount of rain that we're seeing now. Can they really be improved? I mean, would some of them have to be rebuilt? All of this is going to be hugely expensive. Yeah, of course it has to be improved. Rebuilding is, is something which is very expensive, as you mentioned, and it will cost a lot. So this is why there is a need to use asset management models These asset management models will assist municipality, uh, provisional government, uh, and other authorities to prioritize which road or which bridge needs to be re-replaced. And and this is an asset management. This is going to be, yes, very expensive at the moment, but it will save us a lot in the future. Which one needs to be improved? Which ones? No, let's just fix them when they are damaged, and uh, uh, it's not a problem if they are damaged again, we fix them again. So the asset management models are something very important to be introduced by the municipalities and provisional government. Um, so that would mean hardening structures, I presume, more concrete things like that. There must be other countries in the world that are doing exactly the same thing. I mean, there must be people in civil engineering who specialize in hardening structures against this kind of rain now. Yeah, but it's, it's not about hardening in terms of increasing the thickness or using more concrete or more depth or whatsoever. It's about maybe the materials we use. When we use more sustainable materials, we need more materials which are not that susceptible to water, more materials which can resist the lateral forces coming because of movement of water. Uh, so materials is one big thing in uh, the research in the area of uh, sustainable uh, infrastructure. Um, Do we need to also have better systems to move the water away? Um, And I mean, there's an obvious example in several municipalities. I live in Joburg. You'll see the first rain of the season. If no one's actually sort of cleared away the stormwater drain, well, then you're going to have a flood in that road. Um, Are there sort of more stormwater drains? Could we improve that system in an area uh, like Durban to take water away more quickly and reduce flooding? Definitely. And, and this is a must, and this is, I think, something simple to be done. So maintenance of stormwater drainage and any other draining system is a must. And they must be, uh, uh, the efficiency of these systems must be 100% all the time. And this is something not uh, uh, very costly. It's all about maintenance, proper maintenance, routine maintenance happening on the uh, uh, right time without any delay, without waiting for a disaster to happen. And then we clean after the disaster. So I, I, I'm 100% with you on that point. Professor Mohammed Mustafa, thank you. Head of Civil Engineering at the University of KwaZulu-Natal, 20 minutes after 7 the time. Aisha Latha is a water scientist and director at AHL Water. Uh, Aisha, good morning to you and thank you for your time. When we have flooding like this, it can really damage water infrastructure. And water then gets into everything. How can you be sure if the water you're receiving out of your tap is safe after big flooding like this? 
Good morning to you and your listeners. Thanks for the opportunity to speak on this subject. Um, well, we have to look at the integrity of the water treatment system to see if there actually is seepages into the system before you can drink the water. Uh, we are not sure of that, and I'm sure the municipalities would be testing the water regularly to ensure that this happens. Uh, and I, I think the only thing that we have to do is ensure that we have communication with the municipality as to whether the water is safe, if the treatment plant is still intact and if the integrity is still intact um so it's a difficult question to answer and it's obviously in a case-by-case system um obviously it helps to have a strong infrastructure in the first place you need to have pipes that maybe are a little deeper than you would normally have and very strong and perhaps not so old pipes as well all of those things would matter Yes, I think we need to look at it holistically and um, to add on to what your previous speaker said, that we need to look at infrastructure, uh, green infrastructure to actually plan for the climate change changes that are going to happen. So, for example, one of the most important uh, factors is that we need to have better stormwater management and that includes the maintenance of the stormwater management systems regularly so that we can get the water away as quickly as possible. Something else we also have to look at, which people don't think about, is we need to plan about flood attenuation. So that would be looking at your natural reverse course as it comes down. So the flay land is normally the place that attenuates the floods to catch the impact of flood water that comes through. Uh, but in most cases, as you know, you know, uh, flay land is, uh, uh, is drained and we don't have that natural capacity to retain the water and to stop the flood water coming upstream because we don't have flay land. So the planning is very critical. And if you think about it, uh, a water, water that comes in a natural river with natural banks can actually have where the banks can, over, can flood. So you would have some of the flood water then being diverted upstream. But if you don't have that and you have water that is channelized to your river, you're obviously going to have a greater impact of that flood coming and there's nothing to stop the floods. So the planning uh, of the of the catchment is also very important when we're looking at our water resources to protect us from climate change. Uh, there's a lot about the management of rivers as well, isn't there? I mean, um, when, when you have heavy rain like this, sewage systems can break down, sewage ends up being pumped directly into rivers. That ends up uh, going through the beaches and into the sea. Uh, basically, the entire way we need to we we manage rivers. Does that all need to be relooked at in KZN? There needs to be a complete sort of thought about how we're going to deal with climate change and rain like this over the long term future. That will involve, uh, you know, a, a change to the way we manage our river system. Yes, definitely, we would have to look at that. Um, in particular, it's the stormwater, ma- um, it's the wastewater management. So when we're talking about stormwater ingress uh, into the wastewater treatment plants, that is a huge issue that municipalities don't look at. So what happens is we've got all these manhole covers that are being stolen, etc. And all the stormwater ends up then in the sewer system. We also have illegal connections and there isn't separate stormwater systems and wastewater systems. So what happens in a lot of time, a wastewater treatment works is designed to take three times or two times the amount of load when there is stormwater ingress that is made allowance for uh, in the hydraulic capacity of a wastewater treatment works. But most wastewater treatment works can't take five times that amount. So what happens is that the wastewater treatment works cannot cope and you get then this large amount of untreated uh, wastewater mixed with the stormwater that's just discharged into the rivers. So wastewater treatment works in areas which are prone to flooding need to ensure that they have sufficient balancing dams to capture all of this extra water that comes in 
some water mixed with sewer, and then, you know, to treat it at the later stage. But critical to that, I must add, is that the bylaws have to be enforced. We need to ensure the integrity of the wastewater system. We need to ensure that, you, you know, people think uh, stealing um, manual covers is, is, is of minor consequence. It's not. That is one of the major reasons why the wastewater treatment works get flooded with all of this water, and then it ends up in the rivers. So implementation of bylaws is also critical. Uh, protecting the integrity of the wastewater system um, and also protecting the integrity um, of, of your rivers. Um, and I think one of the points that you did mention is, you know, the mudslides, one of the previous uh, speakers mentioned. So, you know, to ensure that people don't live and build in the one in 50 year floodplain. So the one in 50 year floodplain is now changed. So we need to ensure that there are bylaws in place to say, you cannot build your home here in the one in 50 year floodplain, which is now at this new level so that your home cannot get washed away. Um, so there's a lot of bylaws also involved in planning um, to address this. Aisha Latha, thanks very much indeed. Director at AHL Water, really appreciate the time here with SFM.